You're an interesting man. Scott Lang. You're an Avenger. You have a daughter. But you've lost a lot of time. Like me. We can help each other with that. Who are you? I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. It can rewrite existence and shatter timelines. You cannot trust him. I don't care who this guy is. I just lost so much. He can give us a second chance. Let me make this easy for you. You will bring me what I need. Or everything you call a life will end. not want her to watch this. We had a deal. You thought you could win. I don't have to win. We both just have to lose. I'm sorry, Cassie. And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another review here for you on the podcast. We are going to be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania from Marvel Studios. Before we get into the review, I am joined by some special guests from the Cinemania World team. First, we have, from the YouTube, we have Alex. Alex, hello. What up, what up, Cinemaniacs? Welcome to our review of Quantumania. Welcome, Alex. Very good to have you here. We are also Thank joined you. from the Cinemania World team and Candid Cinema. We have Manda. Manda, hello. Hi. I just got out of it for a second time, and I'm really excited to have this discussion with you guys. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting discussion. It's very good to have you here. We're also joined from the Cinemania World team and film poses. We have Josie. Josie, hello. Hello. How do you do? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's very good to have you here. That was perfect. <laughs> we, are, we are lastly, we are joined from the Cinema World team and Geekly Goods. We have Leo. Leo, hello. Welcome. Hey, what's going on, fam? It's sad to be here uh, as an MCU shield talking not so great about a movie uh, for, for once. So uh, mm-hmm. let's get into this. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Sean. <laughs> I'm excited. I woke up this morning feel, feeling great because we had Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Who did it? You were like, you were like how many more to... ways can I already hate this without yeah. seeing it? lied to the listeners. Listen, I'm ready to, I was ready. I woke up this morning ready to cook a nice meal for some Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. We all saw it. Some of you saw it at a screening. Some of you saw it twice already on thursday i have no idea why some of us saw it today for the first time like myself so let's get into this review i'm very excited that's why there's a lot of people here for this review because for some reason there has been a a type of there's been a hype leading up to this movie but it's not the hype about the movie it's been the hype on everyone's reactions after the reviews came out this week so i'm excited to get into everything i'll start with you alex what did you think about Ant-Man and the Wasp? So, I'm going to be honest with everybody in the group. I have not disliked a single Marvel movie, well, Cinematic Universe movie to this point. Um, this is the first one where I'm legitimately split right down the middle. Thor, Love, and Thunder, anything? 
No. Uh, Dark world, um, anything? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> nope, that's a little higher. Um, for somehow, I don't know how. Um, but um, yeah, this is like the first one where I'm split right down the middle. It's not a bad movie. It's definitely watchable. I had a lot of fun with it, especially in the action uh, department. Uh, just watching Jonathan Majors eat up all the scenery and deliver his lines in that menacing way. He made a statement with this movie. Um, I liked a lot of the supporting characters. Like, I think there was that one who was the leader of the rebellion group, Gentara. I liked her a lot. I want to see more of her. I did not know her name until like the fifth act. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, was who is this? Yeah, I, I didn't. I knew who she was, but like, I didn't know the name. And then Cassie was like, "Hey, you like Gentara?" I'm like, "Oh, so that's her name." Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I liked her a lot. Um, I. I did think Peyton Reed brought it when it came to the action scenes. Like it seemed like he put a lot of energy and effort into those action scenes to make them feel as big scale as possible. Um, what I didn't like, well, I'm just going to flat out say it. Catherine Newton sucked as a uh, Cassie Lang. Like I hate bashing actors like that, but like it, I, it was just, it was way too, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm losing my words here. Stumbling on my words. It was just way too uh, obvious for me. Like it was, it was just there. Like it was, it was annoying me. And I think she hurt this movie a lot. I also felt that some of the main characters felt like plot devices rather than characters. I didn't, I felt like Scott Lang didn't really move forward as a character in this movie. I didn't feel that emotional connection with Cassie in this movie. So it was missing that heart and emotional weight that the last two had. Um, and I just thought that the plot was just kind of eh. like I, I like the bigger implications that it has for the MCU, but the overall plot itself for like this actual movie, it was just like, meh, whatever, you know? So uh, it did take a little bit of getting into the first 20 to 30 minutes were really, really rough. Once Kang mm-hmm. comes on though, it like the movie picked up significantly. Um. Okay. Let's go to Manda. What did you think about quantum mania? I'm, I'm I'm mixed on it. I there were some really good elements that I loved that uh, they carried from the first two films. I think that the family dynamic is like really strong and consistent um, for all three films, and I felt that in Quantum Mania. I feel the opposite of Alex. I thought there was um, a lot of heart here with Cassie and Scott. I think that because she's older, we do get to see a different um, dynamic, a father daughter dynamic, which I really loved. Um, and I think that the humor again has been consistent throughout all three films. So all that kind of worked for me. I do agree that Peyton Reed did, um, have some really great action scenes. I really loved what he did in the, in the probability storm. I think like that was some, like some of my favorite Ant-Man, um, scenes that they actually utilize the suit and i think that it did go back to the core of who ant-man is in that very moment because not only did he have like it looked like a community of ants lifting him up because they were all trying to um get to cassie i think that that like the little moments like that very subtle that remind you of who this character is and i think it comes full circle to tie a tri- like the trilogy together kind of i'm not saying they did a fantastic job with it um but there are elements that I really enjoyed. And I do have to say that that Catherine Newton was good. I didn't think she was fantastic, oh. but I'm going to defend her a bit because it is hard to yeah. come into a film, which is like it's the third in the trilogy, the 31st in like the entire universe and have to really pull off a character that we've grown with. Um, and have that emotional connection with with Scott and Cassie. So I feel like she still has to grow into the character, and I think that's why they got her for like whatever minimal star power that she has. Um, but I I can commend her for stepping in and stepping up to the plate as she did. I think she had a good chemistry with Paul. There are a couple missteps, obviously. I don't think that the dialogue was that strong and modok was a misstep in my opinion and i think that jonathan majors also did put on a clinic obviously like why wouldn't he it's a dream of a lifetime to play multiple characters but i do think that he was in another movie entirely um and i mm-hmm. felt that's the second time around michael douglas phoned it in as much as i loved him he was just give me the paycheck i don't want to be here anymore type. <laughs> like that's what it felt like um hope was absolutely useless in this yeah and, i agree uh, it all went to Janet, which I don't mind because Michelle Pfeiffer's a babe. So 
yeah, those it's all a jumbled mess in my head at this point. I thought um I thought Michelle Pfeiffer was also really good too. That's like yeah. one of my standouts, and I saw that yeah, in the first reactions, and I was a little surprised. I was like, oh okay, but I actually agree. Um, okay, let's go to uh, Josie. What did you think about Ant Man and the Wasp? Ah, this movie. <laughs> uh, I agree. <laughs> I liked uh, Jonathan Majors, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Paul Rudd. I thought they were great. I agree with everything that's been said in terms of like hope, especially I considering like the controversy that she had prior to the movie, it already kind of tainted my experience with her as a character. And she didn't have that much to give to the film. So that Mm -hmm. even like soured it even more. But I think for me is that the film won't, I think it'll be a hard time for casual moviegoers because even at the beginning when it started, they it, f- it feels like they're already like, hey, we have so many movies beforehand, we can just jump in. Like for me, it felt like it didn't have a first act, even though it actually, it, it, like we know it does, but it just felt so rushed. The world building, even though like we know about this world, but I don't feel like we really got like guided into it. It, it was just all so weird and it felt like they just, we just had to accept it as it was being thrown at us and Mm -hmm. after a while once you get settled in and everything starts to fall into place like i think it's when we get to bill murray that everything kind of like gets settled in but before that i was like what's going on and also a lot of people have been comparing it to star wars and i can see it and that kind of actually bothered me too it did too because star wars is pretty fuck yeah i just felt so weird i was like it didn't feel like an Ant-Man movie because first you have like the heist film with the first one mm-hmm. and then the second one I don't really remember it and it's not any shade, shade to the film I just like, I don't it think was uh, no still a heist I mean it's, film, it was technically yeah it was just yeah. between um uh, Infinity War and Endgame so we were just thinking about other things so it's not really it's like it was placed at a, at a wrong time if it had been released elsewhere I feel like Maybe some people might argue it, but I feel like it would have gotten a different attention. But being wedged in between those kind of mm-hmm. doesn't do you justice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for me, it's that I enjoyed my time with it, but I was frustrated a lot of the time. Uh, and lastly, let's go to you, Leo. What did you think about the movie? Something you'll barely hear me ever say. Uh, i got to agree with Amanda. Man, Jonathan Majors put on a clinic. He was great in this movie. And I mean, every single scene he was in, he just ate it up, y'all. I feel like him and Michelle Pfeiffer, when they had the scenes together, I was like, dang, I could just watch this for two hours. Honestly, oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I thought that they were for sure obvious standouts of the entire cast. Mm-hmm. Pfeiffer showed up, killed it per usual. And I was glad she got more screen time because when she was in Ant-Man and the Wasp, I was like, that was like one of my criticisms I was like, dang. We got Michelle Pfeiffer and didn't use her enough, didn't have her enough enough scenes, and now we finally get to see her. But I really like her character. Something that annoyed me and is because of um, Hope and, and Hank not really being great characters in this movie, she was like spelling out all these details and they didn't seem to really question what was going on with her. They never really yep. asked, like, what happened yep. to you down in the quantum realm? They kind of mm-hmm. just went along with it. And I was like, all right, we're about 40 minutes in the movie. She's answering all these questions. She's going up to all these random people, having conversations, and neither of you are saying anything. So a little bit weird, and that's why I found the script to be extremely robotic and odd. In the first 30 Mm. minutes, the first act was pretty bad. I got to admit. I agree. I I agree. I was like, man, what's going to happen? And and once Jonathan Majors hit the screen with the boots walking and Cassie and uh, Ant-Man in the No Way Home-like prison, that mm-hmm. was excellent. Uh, yeah. As soon as that happened, I was like, okay, we're kind of, we hit the ground running here. Bill Murray, wasted, didn't need his character at all. Why did we make a character poster for that? Uh, didn't need that <laughs> at all. Uh, Michael Douglas, love you, man. Phoned it in. Can definitely tell you, you want to be done with this. I get it. Um, Hope, uh, just like Josie was saying, with the controversies that happened with Evangeline Lilly before, wasn't really hoping for more hope. <laughs> I did like mm-hmm. her in the second movie before all that, but mm-hmm. after all that, I was just like, eh, I don't know. And they seemed to have the same idea because it was very strange that she had this company that was like re- re- doing reforestation and all the good things for the country and barely had any screen time. So that was very strange. Uh, Paul Rudd, really good. 
really good. Yeah. Doug the comedy, as always. Thought he was fun. Mm-hmm. I thought the visuals were all right. I wasn't yeah. like crazy about them. I I didn't hate them, but I thought they were pretty yeah. good. They they served well. I like the creatures yeah. and honestly, Alex, I didn't even know Jintara, man. <laughs> I didn't even know that was her name. Going going off of what you were saying about the creatures, I that's actually one of my favorite parts too. It was yeah. just a nice like variety and like cool designs of like the actual creatures 100%. in the quantum realm and what 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 inhabits the quantum realm that was actually something i really there's really something liked. i i do gotta address though and i'm i'm not gonna hit spoilers here but there's like one joke that they go into about quote-unquote holes that they just kept dragging out, <laughs> yeah, out they yeah. didn't out. drag it <laughs> that was at least it was it was the only well. one though you know no, i was I, like I, all right well, yeah. maybe i one don't agree one? with that yeah, i man. thought a lot of the humor was not funny to me not i don't think i i, I think like, i laughed I, like twice yeah like, I, mean, I mean it wasn't it wasn't funny to me but it wasn't funny in that way where it dragged out it was just it just wasn't funny in that way where it felt dry, you know? Well, I got to say, Cassie, not great, not horrible, though. I'm not, I I do think when she was with Paul Rudd, I think Catherine and him worked off of each other very, very well. But when she was, like, independent of him, I was like, I don't know, man. Dad! Dad! The scene that's engraved in my mind is drink the ooze and it just cuts and I'm like that this feels like a parody. <laughs> At that okay, so when that was when that was happening in the movie. I that was where I was like, dude, what is going on? When she's like, Dad, drink the ooze. I said, What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> it's um, no, I agree. I, that moment, I was like, Am I in the right theater? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, rolling the right movie, like mid reel or something. <laughs> Before I feel I like the, the editing movie? was really bad. Like yeah. it just felt like there was and so much dead air. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of, like the conversations, what pissed me off the most, I don't know if anyone else got mad at this, was that they prolonged what Janet had to say about Kang in the quantum realm. Like she could have said it so much earlier and it just oh, irritated yeah. me every single time like no we have to like do this to protect ourselves and i'm like but from what like you just yeah, tell us you know that was actually that was, um that was so that was actually one of my issues with the movie i actually wrote it down i said i this is like 50 minutes of them being like but you don't know him he's coming and him and him and him and that and him and i was like dude i got it i know it's kang we all the audience knows it's kang he was literally the first person on the poster star wars not to bring her back into this (laughs) but star wars did it so well in um the force awakens like they just show you Kylo just for yeah, a second. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. He destroys yeah. like a but he yeah. just kills a bunch of people, whatever, and then we don't see him again for a while. Well, like, yeah. just like, that would have been nice. I think I think the other problem I have too is it's just like I think it's the way it's structured with that whole scene with Bill Murray where I'm just like, why are like can we do something more interesting than just sitting around and talking? Like obviously like, they're they're allu- <laughs> yeah, they're obviously alluding to Kang. But it's like they're like it's like they're afraid to say it's Kang. I'm like, we, and it's there, not a mystery. And it's exactly, like even in like exactly. Infinity War, the first scene is Thanos. So like you don't have to hear him, 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 him for like 50 right, minutes. Right. It's like you see Thanos do something, and then like you know we kind of get warned by him by characters. But this was like so on the nose, and it was really on the nose and a lot of the times the movie felt kind of forced because i know peyton reed was like i want this to be the new avengers movie and i'm like dude like it just you can't you kind of have to cannot come out so forced with it and stuff it's like at the by the end of the movie when like the war or whatever is going down it just felt like a a forced attempt to make it an Avengers level like movie and i just never really bought that especially with these characters who've been doing heist for the past two movies and stuff. I just didn't really buy it when it came mm-hmm. to that. Um, as far as going off of some of you guys' reactions, I uh, I thought, of course, Jonathan Majors was great. And as soon as he comes on in the movie too, he was, it felt like I was watching something else because the tone just completely shifted when mm-hmm. his scene kind of started with, uh, mm-hmm. with Scott and Cassie. And uh, the, so, with that being said, the first thirty minutes, I was—it's not—I it, don't know. I don't know what was happening. I was like, "Man, this is not it." And then, as soon as 
like this i if the if the movie would have been the the first half of it like the first act of it for the entire runtime i probably would have been like alex and give this like a two out of like five or whatever or like a four out of five but as soon as kane comes in there is some sense of stake and stuff like that to, yeah. when it comes to the movie and something at hand obviously i knew they wasn't going to have the balls to do anything, but at least it felt like there was something really scary and ominous going on with the Kane, with the Kane character. So I did like that. Uh, going to Catherine Newton, this was a, this was a swing and a miss for me. And uh, yep. the, I didn't feel the chemistry. I, I heard Manda said it and, and, and Leo said chemistry. I didn't feel anything at all between right. Catherine right. Newton and uh, Scott and um, not Scott Lang, Paul Rudd. I thought they were very awkward together and um oh man she says she says dad like so oh, awful God, in this movie and you have oh. to hear that but you have to Every hear that a lot too dialogue. and i was I and think I was well, Janet, like, man, this between is her and, and Evangeline Lily saying "mom," yeah, constant. I was like, "Did y'all not come up with any other lines for these people?" Like, I don't I'm know, not father. I don't know, something, something else. and grandpa, like at the beginning yeah. too. And I'm like, that was tough. I didn't so. hate that. I was like, "Oh, Grandpa Hank, okay." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I um, feel like that was weird too, though. What? I don't know. And she didn't call Hulk mom. That was a little yeah. bit odd. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's happening here? So who are you calling what at this point? Like, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. You got Grandpa Hank and Hope. <laughs> also, one of my one of my big uh, one of my big kind of what do I how can I say one of my big kind of gripes with the movie too is actually something that I used to love in the MCU back in the day maybe like 2014 and 13 and 15 or whatever, uh, is the constant, we got to remind you what happened in the other movies. And I still feel like if you're a casual and you have not seen a bunch of MCU movies, like the beginning of this movie is probably so confusing. Yeah. But it's also like sometimes the script thinks the audience doesn't remember anything. And it's like I constantly have to, I had to, we have to hear from Scott or whoever, oh, you was an Avenger, you fought Captain America, you went to Germany, yada, 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 yada. And I'm like, I got it. <laughs> it's an MCU movie. I know. I got it. Everyone knows it's MCU. So this is something that I used to love when the MCU was a thing, like when we were in like phase two or three. But I guess now after five Phases is like you're sitting I got like it. a cheeky nudge nudge Easter yeah. egg. Now it's like now, in your face. It's basically yeah. like to fill so forced, in yeah. dialogue yeah. and yeah. script pages. At this, at this point, it feels too expository. But I also do think that it's because no one cares about Ant Man, and he yeah, knows he acknowledges yeah. that. Like yeah. he, no one gives a, like two shits about him, and <laughs> it breaks my heart Spider-Man. because yeah. And yeah. So it's stuff like that. Like he knows. Like he, he even had to write a book saying mm-hmm. that he saved the world. Like I think like that. That's why he has to drill it home that like I know these guys. Like I'm an Avenger, and I think that's what's really sad about it. Because even what Josie said from before. Yeah. about the placement of these films that's what made no one like really care about ant-man at all because of the placement of their films because they're either palate cleansers as as we've discussed before mm-hmm. and i feel like he didn't have time to breathe on his own as a hero because he's always like a throwaway character and i think that's why it's gotten worse for him where he has to keep saying that he knows these guys i got was- something to say real quick i got a quick mm-hmm. comment um this is I, I was watching a review by my boy Daily Down Under. Shout out. Um, but he brought up a really good point that uh, the quantum realm has been explained for like four movies now. So oh, man, it's been explained yeah, in yeah, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse yeah. of Madness. I didn't even think it's of that. It's been explained in WandaVision. It's been explained mm-hmm. in this movie. And I think I'm at No Way Home. I'm like, dang, how many times I mean, are we going to try to explain the multiverse? They literally saved the world in Endgame because... Of, of the, the quantum, quantum realm. realm and Scott's mm-hmm. knowledge of it, yeah, and we got to keep on re-describing and re-explaining and oh, here's what the quantum realm is. Oh, the multiverses, guys. Here's the timeline. I'm like, Phew. it's because they think it's too complicated for people to understand. Yet it's actually really simple to understand. Exactly, and we just want answers of what these characters are going to be doing moving forward in regards to the effects of like these multiple timelines mm-hmm. and the multiverse, and they're not giving us that. I, yeah, that was just that was like one thing that I was like, dude, uh, man, because I remember 
One example that I can think of, and I know it's not everyone's favorite movie, but one example that I can think of off the top of the head is um is Age of Ultron. There's a scene where uh, Mark Ruffalo is Hulk. I do too. <laughs> like period. period. I don't it's know what's wrong with Leo. For sure. I don't know what's wrong with Leo. Oh, that's the worst but, Avengers movie. Oh, but there's a but there's yeah. a scene. There's a scene in that movie where Mark Ruffalo's Hulk or you know Bruce Banner. He's just like these weapons come from Wakanda. That's it. You know what I mean? You as a fan or like a comic book nerd know what that means. Oh my God, Black yeah. Panther. It's a teaser for Black Panther. Right. This movie, it's like Captain America, a raccoon from space, a this and that, Captain Marvel, the guy with the hammer. I'm like, dude, I know you're the MCU. <laughs> I know this ain't Sony. Yeah. I know this ain't like Fox MCU. <laughs> It's exactly that. You used to tease stuff from the, that would be coming up, but now they just poke fun at things that have happened. And that's not as fun. I did like Kang saying the guy, are you the Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I just brought it up because that's all I could think about. But that, did, that, that was fair. That was, that, that's fair. Yeah. That scene was dope. What he said was cool. <laughs> but then after he said it, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, so if you body Thor, how come you can't body Scott Lang? What's going on? Well, he here? was. He was body man. Well, he didn't finish it. Was, it. He finished then, the other guy. And then it's a cop out because we need him. And, that's and then Wasp comes in and I'm like, you weren't here the whole movie and you're going to yeah, come back Kang like, a couple times and win. I, I also low key felt like no spoilers, it was the entire. Sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> I low key. I kind of felt like the whole movie was kind of pointless. I I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know things, but like I don't want to say more like a setup than a, a yeah yeah. yeah I, 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 I was back to square kind of. I don't know. Like I don't know. That's See when Scott. Oh, I can't spoil. I can't. Sorry. We're getting not spoil. Yeah. I'm trying that not was, to spoil yeah, it, that, but it's like that was yeah. that, that was kind of my problem with the plot. I was like, I'm I'm fine with where we're going in the future and what the plot is implying for the future, especially with Kang. But as a as a movie, like it's not. Like it's not clicking with me for the plot. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not there. I think we need some time to kind of develop it a little more. Obviously, it's only our second appearance yeah. of King, so I think they just right. need more time to kind of establish him as a villain and just as like the guy going forward. There's a lot of teases of what's to come, and that's pretty cool. They mention incursions like they did in Doctor Strange, and I was like, great, as long as Doctor Strange don't have that stupid-ass third eye, I'm cool. But um, <laughs> it was, you know, that that they, they're setting some stuff up. I guess those teases are kind of like what I'm more used to in this universe. It just feels like nowadays um, everything is so over the top and so on the on like it's just so over over your head too much and i just have issues with that uh as far as the look of the quantum realm i like the creature's designs but uh we were talking about this in one of our group chats i think it was the hero hour group chat and we were talking about how um like just the constant use of blue screen in the mcu mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. for me i think some of the visuals were good but a lot of the times it was like this looks so fake meaning like yeah. Yeah. it just it looks fake in a way where it's like especially when they first get there and scott and cassie are like where are we and like they it just looks like you guys are standing on a platform looking at like a wall yeah. and yeah. it's it, it was it's just some parts of the quantum realm aspect of the movie felt a little like can we start building some sets can we do something you guys got the funds i just you know some of it just felt a little contrived and a little fake and especially after especially after avatar and like black panther looked good i just don't yeah. i just i just it just it, it stands out amongst See, my, a lot of visual effects effects movies. My, my worry was more about whether or not this would stand out amongst like the other cosmic uh mcu movies like which i think some, great, some of the like some guardians of some of the, and yeah, captain like marvel looks good yeah, exactly I because i remember when the trailer came out for quantum uh for quantum mania i said it looks good but i feel like i'm getting visually tired like looking at what seems like the same thing like a planet from guardians or mm -hmm. you know um and i watching it i didn't really feel that way if you know what i mean um so i was happy that i think it was because like the creatures were just like so vibrant and it was they, they each had like their unique designs which i really like so i think that was why it kind of clicked with me more yeah, the creature designs were cool, especially when you get into like some of the fighting and all those yeah. aspects. But um, yeah, one thing we didn't bring up was uh, 
whether Modoc worked for all of you. <laughs> so I'll be honest. I'll start real quick. I'll be honest. As far as Modoc, when he first appears, I was like, I'm fine with this. Because I actually liked the robotic look that they were going for at first. That's kind of what the toy leaks had, you mm-hmm. know. But then the robotic thing goes away and you see and it's like a big face. And uh, I know that's what Modoc is and I get it, but it's just <laughs> it just it just didn't look too good. And uh, sometimes you just, you just got to make some kinks and you got to like make some changes. And people were people were in an uproar when like the, the like cause the concept art came out a few months ago. And it, it looks like how he looks when he has like the armor on. And that's what everyone thought Modoc was going to be like his actual look. I was like, I'm fine with that because I know some people from the comics, you got to like change it up to look a little better for live action. Um, but I thought for what they were going for, I thought it was fine. It wasn't too jarring at like a couple of scenes with Modoc. So at the end of the day, I thought Modoc was all right. So uh, Leo, how'd you think, how'd you feel about all of that? The Modoc aspect of the movie? So when he had the mask on, I was like, yo, this is cool. This looks great. I like the mask design. I thought it looked really cool. The MCU is supposed to make changes, right? I mean, it's just, it's supposed to make things a little bit more grounded in reality. Now, I'll be, I know this is CBMs, so it's not all reality. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they were supposed to make things a little bit more grounded in reality. And the mask for me was believable. I was like, all right, this is cool. I like the evil eyes and then when the mask went away, I audibly was like, what? <laughs> and my cousin looked over at me and I looked at him. I just shook my head and I was like, nope, um, I did not like the look. Uh, listen, I understand. I know comic book fans. Yes, Modot looks weird. I know. I know. But that just did not look right. And I don't like what they did with the character. I don't oh, I don't like, either. I, I just really didn't like what they did with the character at all. I'm shying away from spoilers here. I... I thought that that was just not the right way to go with that character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe, I think the idea might've been kind of cool on paper. Um, and then the execution was just really bad. So it's a, it's a flat no from me. Um, Modoc was actually probably one of the worst things about this movie for me. I thought Modoc was completely botched. Especially cause they do that so many times that kind of, what they did in the ending with him here, they do it so many times in the MCU. And at, one, at some point it's like, why? I just, I don't, I didn't really understand it. Uh, Amanda, how about you? Your thoughts on, on all of that as far as Modoc and some of the other visuals in the movie? I mean, I thought he was fine. I, again, like I loved his armor. I thought he looked absolutely wicked with that. And I'm like, let's keep that on mm-hmm. because the other thing just, I don't know. It, it looked really <laughs> weird. Um, it looks weird, but I also do think that I like what had happened with Cassie and obviously becoming stature. I thought that that Ooh. was a nice touch. And I think that as a first, I don't know if it, uh, maybe this is a spoiler territory. Ooh. I don't know if it is spoiler territory or not, but I, anyways, I, I kind of like with Modoc that it was a minor villain in Quantumania kind of um mm. and I I like that they chose him as like a like um I'm trying not to spoil it oh my god <laughs> um I I think that the only this is the only film that you could have brought him in to, Oh yeah I I, I I agree with that yeah Yeah I yeah, yeah. so I I kind of like that they did that and he's he, he's a fun character from what we saw in this but I think this is the only way that you could have kind of integrated him but I I like what had happened with with Cassie's stature and it came full circle kind of with that too so yeah I can try and, if I could spoil I'd explain it more but <laughs> no I get what you I get what you're saying yeah I, yeah I don't know I thought I, yeah like I, like you said I thought he was I thought he was fine. Uh, Josie or Alex, you guys have any thoughts on the Modoc and the other and the visuals in the movie? Mm-hmm. No thoughts. Yeah. No thoughts. Just vibes. I I, I thought he was, <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was okay. It wasn't like bad. Wasn't good. Uh, up until, in my opinion, up until my opinion, they made him the brunt of the joke. Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. was like no, and then when he first and then. Funny oh. jokes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, right. and then, as we're all talking about, I mean, we have to talk about the first time he rips that mask off. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, "Why is his fi- why does his head look so smushed?" 
<laughs> no, was it was in the chat that someone sent like a Humpty Dumpty picture? Yeah. Oh, that was Alex. That was Alex's dumbass. <laughs> I um, and it's like, was it supposed to be a, a laugh in the theater when his helmet comes off? Was that supposed to happen? Yeah, there was some probably. laughing, not that's good laughing. It was my entire theater was just like, ha ha, that's that's <laughs> not the that that exact like, laugh. Too. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was, but, every time uh, he took the mask please. off, too, everybody started laughing, and I said, yeah, "Man, but I, like, had, but, I hope that wasn't the case." But but yeah, I don't I don't know if I can I don't know if I can say what the joke is because I, I mean I mean it's minor spoiler I guess if, if it is you can it's it's fine it's Thursday yeah, yeah it's not like, like yeah, people are out here putting out their damn yeah, like because the, the like, they, explains they, already You're they fine. keep call, they keep calling him Darren he's like I'm not Darren I'm Modok I'm like shut up please yeah, <laughs> I did laugh there was a scene where one scene with Scott was calling his name and he didn't answer. I did laugh at that. Oh, yeah. He was I like, Darren, Darren, Darren. And he was I and then he was like Modoc. And he's like, what's up? That was funny. That was that was a good one. That was a good one. Darren Darren. Yeah, I did laugh at that. I was Modoc. That was the that was like the one time that was like also Modoc was double cheeked up on a Friday night. What was up with that? When you when you see it, everyone it will never you guys be will, erased. He liked the guys. toilet paper to the movie's booty. I mean, it just. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so I guess we can go around get some final thoughts on Quantumania. I will start with you, Alex. Any final thoughts on the movie? Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was there. You know, I mean, I. I'm definitely like this is the most mixed I've been on an MCU movie like ever. Um, it had, it had its moments. It had, had moments of fun, had stuff that I really liked, but also stuff that, um, I really didn't like. And it, uh, compared to other Marvel movies for me, the stuff that I didn't like in this one stuck out like, more like a sore thumb compared to those. Um, but I mean, it's not, it's not a bad movie. It's just fantastically mediocre, I guess. That's how I'll describe it. Um, okay. Let's go to you, Manda, your final thoughts on the movie yeah um i'm feeling mixed about it i'm still like a bit disappointed with it again i feel like they tried to do too much with this third installment like they did with um captain america's third installment uh for civil war and i think that's where Mm. it really hurts it for me i know that they work in different ways and i get that but i think they're forgetting that they have to have a trilogy and kind of cap it off and they're not doing that with their films kind of um and other than like iron man i think and uh i think that's the only one that they did it with but it just it bothered me Mm -hmm. because i think scott lang kind of deserves better as a character as a whole as i mentioned before i think that people just throw him away and i feel like every single movie he has to kind of prove himself which is really sad because i think he's one of the strongest avengers even though he's so small um i think (laughs) i love him um (laughs) I I love the family, my aunt family. I love them a whole bunch and I'm connected to them. And I think that if you've loved them up until now, you're going to find the playfulness, the humor, um, very entertaining. You're going to find Jonathan Majors, a freaking stud and a whole star that's going to rule over phase five. And then you're going to forget about the other stuff, which is the plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. the conversations and the dialogue It's like, it's entertaining. So it's a mixed bag for me, but as a huge Ant-Man fan, I'm, I'm disappointed. I am, but it, I'm still going to like it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, let's go to you Josie any final thoughts I didn't go into this with any expectations unfortunately <laughs> I've kind of given up on the MCUs since Doctor Strange no let her absolutely right okay let her talk we had this hey everyone failed me when Eternals I agree. Got Let so her- much hey. hate. I agree. Let her <laughs> support. Let her I know, but look at that Rotten Tomatoes rating. Yeah. I just checked. Yeah. It has a 3.0 on Letterboxd, and so many people gave it four to five stars, and I'm like, where were y'all when we needed you during the <laughs> <Yeah>. war? <laughs> but 
uh, it was that it's a combination of that I really wasn't a fan of multiverse of madness and I mm-hmm. kind of left the theater feeling almost the same way because I did enjoy this movie much more I really wanted to like it I did have fun but ultimately I was disappointed that being said the movie is worth it just for Jonathan Majors I agree and if you're gonna go see it go see it for at least for Jonathan Majors because yeah, yeah. Uh, Leo any final thoughts? Listen, Jonathan Majors put on a clinic. Um, I thought he, him and Michelle Pfeiffer were great. I went into mm-hmm. this movie hyped out of my mind. I love the second Ant-Man movie. I actually really like the first one as well. Yeah. I was like, man, I was like, look, we're, we're headed for a perfect franchise here, man. I'm, perfect? Oh, my God. Look, look I, was, I was ready. I was ready to say, <laughs> you know what? Number one, Spider-Man. Number two, Cap. Number three, Ant-Man. And to yeah. be honest with y'all, I'm kind of still feeling that. Uh, but anyway, it's a discussion for another Whoa. day. Um, but Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, a little disappointing, um, especially yeah. as being a fan of the first two. Uh, pretty big misuse of a lot of characters. And I just felt like some of the heart died down a little bit. I, I do like the heart in the first two movies. And I think... I think part of that is because we are in the quantum realm the whole time. We just don't get that humanity that the other two really had, but just a little, little disappointing. Um, I'm still very hyped for phase five, especially because of the two post credits. I think they set us up for some awesome things to come ahead. Um, And I think some of the implications in this movie set us up for some good stuff as well. But man, this was just another kind of unfortunate feeling in the, and after the movie, just like I, I felt this way after Multiverse of Madness as well. And then mm-hmm. the same way about Love and Thunder after a second watch. So a little rocky here. Um, I think, unfortunately, I feel like Guardians 3 is going to be a win. But I think the Marvels has a lot on its shoulders. Yeah. Uh, well, as someone who does not feel the same way about the Ant-Man movies, I couldn't be disappointed. Because I was going into this like, this is going to be a wash. It's going to be the same thing I've seen. And it kind of was for the most part. But, you know, I at the end of the day, I thought it was fine. I, I left the theater. I honestly, I had no major thoughts. I just thought it was fine. It's the same way I came out of like Captain Marvel. The same way I came out of some other MCU movies, I guess Multiverse of Madness, I wasn't like so crazy on it, but I was like, okay, that was, <laughs> that, was, that, was that was pretty good. But here's the thing, when I said I left, when I say I left disappointed, it wasn't at like Ant-Man as a concept or as a trilogy. It was <laughs> disappointed for the MCU as a whole. I'm scared. <laughs> the yeah, MC, okay, so yeah, the MCU, like I, it's time to talk about a few things because Listen, our boy Kevin, he went on air, like, uh, he went in an interview, and he said, dude, these things can go on for another 80 years. And I was like, pause, dude. <laughs> you're going to have to change some shit if, you go, if you're going to try to do 80. That's yeah. what he said. He said 80 <laughs> years. Literally, he literally said, he said 80, that yeah. He was Kevin, like, the comics I'm have sure been around. He said, the comics <laughs> have been around for 80 years. I think we can, too. And he mm, said, I think no. we need to change. We need to just do different no. things. And I no, agree. No, no. Uh, just no, putting no, no, no. putting Ant Man in a quantum realm and not his like normal location, that's not you doing different things. That's just putting one shitty storyline into another location. I'm sorry, I know y'all like Ant Man too, whatever. No, you're right. But yeah. that's not that's not doing it different. Doing it different is like stepping out of your comfort zone and step stepping out of the box and stop with the where are we? And stop with the fucking. Is that a thing on your arm? That's a thing on your arm. Yeah. Oh, it is a thing. On, like, just stop with that. Like, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna try to do uh, another eighty years of this shit, some shit like that is gonna have to change. And when we talk about other franchises, when we talk about other studios, listen, there's a big. There was a. There's been some big issues with the DCEU. But at least, at least, they can be like, oh, well, let's try a Joker. Let's try a blank. The MCU is like, they're not there yet. And I think that's what they need because a lot of this is starting to feel like the same slog of a movie and the same construct and the same thing every single time. Like, the jokes are the same. The characters are the same. The heroes are the same. also helped. That it's just too much. They felt like movies before. 
And this yeah. one to me did not feel like a movie. Again, I was trying to like hold on to a narrative structure, your basic like script structure, and I was like, "What's going on? I'm scared. Someone yeah. hold my yeah. hand." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it felt like it felt like you were walking into like a conversation. Yeah, you have no yeah. idea how it started, exactly. no yes. idea how it ended. Also, yeah. like, before okay. I forget, because I was going to mention it earlier, I'm so sorry. What the heck, oh, William Jackson Harper? Why are you wasting him like this? Wait, why are you wasting him? Everyone was fancasting him. So excited when I saw him. People were fancasting him as Reed Richards, and you gave him like yes. a brain thing to do, and it's like, man, like I, I was watching this movie, and I'm just like, listen, so back in back when Infinity War was happening. And characters are like taking breaks from the fight to poof off their helmet to talk. Like that was like that was like the first time you're seeing stuff like that. And that was fine. But like after the tenth movie doing the same thing, it's like you guys gotta do something else because I can't do the quick little one two punch and then mask comes off. Hey, you good over there? And then yeah, I'm fine. Mask goes back on. One two punch. Hey, that guy looks weird. Mask goes back on. One two punch. It's like <laughs> fuck. Can we please do something else? I think Can we please I'm do glad, something else? I'm glad the coffee shop guy charged him $12 cuz you know what? Hey, he deserved yeah, yeah. it. Poor Scott. See, that's what I mean. Bucks. That's what I mean. Poor Scott. Oh man. So, I just think we're finally coffee, seeing man. we're finally seeing how damaging a formula can be. After because, oh no, 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 after thirty-one movies, it. she's right. She's it, right. This is how, like, sure, it feels like a machine. It literally feels like mm-hmm. we're watching things being pumped out constantly just, just because they need five, to. I know, but it's the fact that <laughs> yeah. But if you really look at it, like, why is Kevin Feige slowing down now? You pumped mm-hmm. out for all of Phase Four. Yeah, but That's... Phase Four, you could have delayed a lot of Phase Four. <laughs> yeah, we had a show a every month, fam. We had a show every yeah. month, and then we had a movie in between the shows, and it was like, right. that was a lot. And then you said you had to watch the shows to catch up to the movie. Exactly. So now it's like, um, what? Yeah, you do. You do. You have to. If you if you go into the Marvels, not watching Miss Marvel, you kind of be you're yeah, gonna be a little bit lost. Like, yeah, or if you go into and Marvel, also, then it's not watching WandaVision. Oh my God! Yeah. Going from going if you are a casual fan and you don't have Disney Plus, going from Endgame to Multiverse of Madness, you're like, what happened here? Because <laughs> why is she what? okay? Who are these kids? She's that's exactly oh, that's exactly what know. happened with my mom. I'm like, mom, if yeah. you want to watch Doctor Strange two, you have to watch Wandavision. She's like, why? So, I'm like, because it ties into Doctor Strange. And, and with uh, Quantumania, you have to watch at least like the finale of Loki. Of Loki. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. gonna make yeah. sure. and it's it's it they, i gotta do something else because this is already i'm tired i'm just gonna be straight up the what the only thing that say like as far as recent mcu the only thing that really like the last thing that really saved it for me was black panther but that's because of the situation and everything that happened and it's why in kugler you know what i mean but yeah, even yeah. stuff in that movie with the Val, and i'm just like bro i'm tired man <laughs> i need a break <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really tired. Love and Thunder. It bothers me because it started just... off strong with like Eternals and then it ended strong with no Black Panther. All. But then the middle, you're like, what's mm-hmm. this? Yeah. It's like when you try to bake like a flan or a cake and like the middle, like a pie <laughs> in the middle. Is still <laughs> uh, oh my God. But hold on, guys. We've had some gems in there. We've had Shang-Chi. We have. You're not yeah, wrong. Shang-Chi's we have. Shang-Chi's fantastic. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, no Spider-Man. way. Don't yeah. even get me started Gasp. with that amazing orgasmic movie. Uh, but we've had all kinds of really great gemstones in there. I think there's just too much coming out at this point. Yeah. It's oversaturated. Yeah. It's oversaturated for sure. Yeah. And I'm, um, I, think, I remember a couple years ago, I was just like, man, I can take all of them, dude. But now I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I'm ex- we're really we're so excited with that slate. We're like, yeah, we get a new Marvel project every month. Guys, we're, we're <laughs> and like, now we're, we're, and now we're, like, yeah. we're like, stop. And I now say, we're like, we're so, burnt out. We're like, I can't yeah, even sit through right. another one. Like that. It, it does seem like they're changing it up, and they're gonna go back to like. It looks like they're they've even pushed some 2023 TV to 2024. It looks like they're gonna just slow down, and that's they what do it with, they should do it with the movies yeah. too. Like no, I think. 
I think they got to go back to only. I think they got to go back to only two movies a year. Yeah, let's not do three, four. I think one to two. Well, recently my dad watched Iron Man. Was like, man, that was pretty great. How many yeah. movies are there? Dude, like, skip 30, a year if you have to. You skip my dad was like, oh, I don't know, fam. Well, I think that's why. I think that's why they started Phase Four so good because they did have a year off with the pandemic yeah. and we yeah. had no mcu for an entire year and then our first thing was wandavision and then we kind of got into the rest of you know that phase but it's like six shows four movies that is too much yeah. like that is and i and i think they probably saw that in the numbers because none of their mcu shows last year made it on the nielsen ratings uh, you know, the boys was on that list, but none of their MCU shows was on it. And I think that goes off to say that you, you got to chill. Like, you just got to chill. I yeah. think Peacemaker was on that list and the boys was on that list. And there's that means something as far as like people are probably tired that there is like a six episode show every week. Then you go from that to a movie. Then you yeah. go to a special. Then you go to another. Then you go to and animated. They all tie in. Like, it's too much. It's It's yeah. too much. So I just think we got to chill. And Quantumania did not break the mold as far as like the MCU is kind of the same thing. Guardians does look good. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, that's it, everyone. That is our review for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Really appreciate you guys all listening. I'll go around, get everyone social media. So start with you, Alex. Let everyone know where they can follow you. Uh, you can find me at my official website, alexmaddenmovies.mystrikingly.com. All my social media links, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, working on getting letterboxed on there, are all on there. And my spoiler-free review of Quantumania is up on my channel right now. All right, and Manda. Yeah, you guys can always follow me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, candidxcinema.com, and my YouTube, Candid Cinema. All right, and Josie. You can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. And Leo. Guys, if you're up on YouTube, go ahead and search up Geekly Goods. You'll see a logo with two Gs. That's me. Come on over. Let's talk some geek, guys. Uh, got some Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania questions that haven't been answered coming up tomorrow. And some more content on the way as well. Then you can follow me at Geekly Goods on all other platforms. All right, everyone. You can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. And you can follow the podcast on facebook twitter and instagram at cinemania world as far as for us for scheduling we have a cinemania live this weekend with hannah we'll get her thoughts on the movie and then sunday we'll do some box office and a hero hour spoiler review of Quantumania. so stay tuned for that thank you guys for joining us my name is Dwayne. that was alex josie manda and leo we'll talk to you guys soon bye-bye <laughs>